It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey <laughs> with Brady Beaton. Now, stuff is going weird all of a sudden. I, there was a... It's uh, I don't know what happened there, Brady. Nothing. Like the 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 Zara opened up twice, so I just closed the one, but then a stop just disappeared, so I had to (laughs) stop it before it went right from the open into the commercials. (laughs) And I don't know where that went. We didn't. We did an MLA City game tonight. Things are going to go weird. I'm just making sure everything else is set up to go here. And nothing else anyway, stupid happens. Good night of football tonight. A lot of promising stuff. It's going to be a very positive show, I think. There's going to be some parts where in games we saw that, well, things that teams can do better. But overall, a lot of good results tonight. A lot of promising things around the area. Well, uh, a lot of wins, and that's what I like. I, I like to say good things about our area teams. Yes. Um, and that hasn't... Uh, that wasn't the case in week one, but in week two, I'm just kind of looking down. It looks like we swept in the MAC tonight. Yeah, um, four for four. And obviously, you can't sweep in the BWAC when they're in league play, <laughs> but it kind of went, uh, at least as far as I'm concerned, it kind of went the way I thought it would. Yeah, it was pretty tonight. shock. Uh, Richmond, yeah, you know how I said they passed the eye test in week one? They did. Eh, I don't know if they had too much rat poison or what. But they did everything they could. And give MLA City credit. They fought tooth and nail. That's a tough team. We'll talk about it in uh, in the second full segment when we get into BWAC play. But, ooh, rough showing for Richmond. But they escaped with a win. MLA City is a tough team. And there's a reason why that program is trending upwards. Those kids play hard. All right. And I'm going to say it right now. And we'll say it again later when we get to uh, segment three. But way to go, Yellow Jackets. Memphis got a win, and it's not very often in recent years we get to say that. First, so let's say it. First league win since 2013. Dennis, that was my junior year of high school. And it was dramatic, too. Yes. Against a, a longtime rival in, in Brown City. So we'll get to all of it, starting with uh, the uh, PH game that I was at tonight, and that's coming up in just a moment here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast with Dennis and Brady. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520 
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. DuraClean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call DuraClean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. 
Your kids, your schools, your sports. Back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, I guess when you have a bad second half in week one and it gets out of control and and you lose a game at at Stony Creek. On the uh, road, yeah, against a good team. 48-17 to when it was 21-17 at the half. The best way to do things is to get your first possession and go 63 yards in eight plays and punch in a touchdown uh, and take up half the first quarter and get off to a start that just makes you feel good and then build around that. And that's what the Big Reds did tonight. And I think they really drive anytime. Yeah, they they really had a good game against Tower. We'll nitpick one area, but but other than that, it was a pretty clean night for PH. Sounded like uh, Mari Holler had a nice bounce back game after it's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey <laughs> with Brady Beaton. Now, stuff is going weird all of a sudden. I, there was a it, – it's. Uh, I don't know what happened there, Brady. Nothing goes Like the, the, the Zara opened up twice, so I just closed right. the one. But then a stop just disappeared. So I had to stop it before it went right from the open into the commercials. So I, and I don't know where that went. We did We did an MLA City game tonight. Things are going to so go weird. I'm just making sure everything else is set up to go here and nothing else anyway, stupid happens. Good night of football tonight. A lot of promising stuff. It's going to be a very positive show, I think. There's going to be some parts where in games we saw that, well, things that teams can do better. But overall... A lot of good results tonight. A lot of promising things around the area. Well, uh, a lot of wins, and that's what I like. I, I like to say good things about our area teams. Yes. Um, and that hasn't uh, that wasn't the case in week one, but in week two, I'm just kind of looking down at it. It looks like we swept in the MAC tonight. Yeah, um, four for four. And obviously, you can't sweep in the BWAC when they're in league play, <laughs> but it kind of went. Uh, at least as far as I'm concerned, it kind of went the way I thought it would. Yeah, it was pretty tonight. shock. Uh, Richmond, yeah, you know how I said they passed the eye test in week one? They did. Eh, I don't know if they had too much rat poison or what, but they did everything they could. And give MLA City credit. They fought tooth and nail. That's a tough team. We'll talk about it in uh, in the second full segment when we get into BWAC play. But, ooh, rough showing for Richmond, but they escaped with a win. Emily City is a tough team, and there's a reason why that program is trending upwards. Those kids play hard. All right, and I'm going to say it right now, and we'll say it again later when we get to uh, segment three, but way to go, Yellow Jackets. Memphis got a win, and it's not very often in recent years we get to say that, first, so let's say it. First league win since 2013. Dennis, that was my junior year of high school. And it was dramatic, too. Yes. Against a, a longtime rival in, in Brown City. So we'll get to all of it, starting with uh, the uh, PH game that I was at tonight, and that's coming up in just a moment here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and Brady. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. 
Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magna International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. 
finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, I guess when you have a bad second half in week one and it gets out of control and and you lose a game at at Stony Creek. On the uh, road, yeah, against a good team. 48-17 to uh, when it was 21-17 at the half. The best way to do things is to get your first possession and go 63 yards in eight plays and punch in a touchdown uh, and take up half the first quarter and get off to a start that just makes you feel good and then build around that. And that's what the Big Reds did tonight. And they really really had a good game against Tower. We'll nitpick one area, but but other than that, it was a pretty clean night for PH. Sounded like uh, Mari Holler had a nice bounce back game after getting his, well, his baptism by fire down at Stony Creek as the quarterback. Um but sounded like even the defense played better than the offense did. Well, the the defense was great. Uh, actually, the offense was pretty good tonight uh, too for uh, for PH. Um, and if not for a couple of penalties, they probably would have scored at least two more touchdowns in this game. Yeah, um, you want to just get that out of the way before you get into the no? Because I asked Coach Perkins about it uh, too, and he talks about it a little bit. All right. So we'll get to the highlights uh, first as the Big Reds uh, beat Tower tonight, thirty-one to eight at Memorial Stadium. Second and goal from less than a yard away. Troy and Allen are the backs again, and Holler. I believe is going to go up under center. He will. Ashford is out wide to the uh, right, but Holler's keeping straight ahead. And Amari Holler is to the goal line and into the end zone for a big red touchdown. A one-yard sneak by Holler puts the Big Reds up 6-0 here with 7.47 to go in the first quarter, and they score on their first possession of the game tonight. Oriel and Rosen are the receivers split out wide to the left. Ashford. Wide right. They'll send Oriole in motion. They fake it to him. Holler with the run. Holler to the 30. Breaks through. Holler 40, 50, 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Forget it. Amari Holler is into the end zone for a big red touchdown. 75 yards on the scamper. And with 11-18 to go here in the first half, the Big Reds go up 13 to nothing. They're going to show a four-receiver look with three off to the left. And Embry is in that trio. And they're going to throw into the slot. Picked off by Gabe Mose at the 45. He's got room up the far sideline. 20, 15, they push him out of bounds inside the 10-yard line. Gabe Mose with the pick, and he almost took it back. First down and goal to go. Big Reds at the Tower 9. Myuri into the game as an extra tight end to the left of the line. Haller under center. Fakes to Troy. Rolls out. Looking to throw. Myuri's wide open. Touchdown, Big Reds. Nine yards. Amari Haller to Myuri. 
and Joe Maiuri hauls it in, and PH has their third score of the game, and they're up 20 to nothing with 9.24 to go here in the first half as they capitalize on the interception. Harvey's going to split out wide to the uh, left side here, and they're going to go three receivers that way. Allen and Embryer also out wide to the left. They've got a single receiver to the right. Griffin in the backfield. Turner looking to throw. Firing deep. has got a man wide open, and he hit Harvey on the fly at the 20. 15-10-5. Harvey into the end zone, and it's a 52-yard touchdown strike from Turner to Jelani Harvey, and the Titans are on the board. The ball spotted at the 15, and this will be a 25-yard field goal attempt. Hansel's been perfect on extra points tonight. Good snap. Kick is on the way. Line driver, but it is right down the middle. 24-8, Big Reds. And first and goal, PH from the five. They're knocking on the door again. We'll get Austin Golding into the game. Ashford will take a breather. It'll be Golding split out wide to the right. Gavin Troy is the deep back with Holler under center. The give to Gavin Troy. He cuts at the five, pushes the pile to the goal line. He's into the end zone for a big red touchdown. A five-yard run by Gavin Troy extends PH's lead to 30-8 to with 7.13 to go here in the third quarter. And then at that point, PH actually uh, put a lot of kids in. Oriole went in at quarterback. They put a bunch of different kids in at uh, running back. Uh, and there was no more scoring in the game. They didn't need to score anymore in the game. Uh, Holler, nine carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Also was three out of five for 49 yards and a touchdown pass to uh, Myuri. Gabe Mose, only seven carries, but he had 45 yards in the game. Two runs for Oriole. He picked up 34 yards uh, in the uh, game. Gavin Troy, uh, only 19 yards rushing on six carries, but he had the touchdown. Caden Rogers is a name that I didn't really know. I mean, I've heard the name, yeah. but I, I, he wasn't a guy that uh, I had focused on. Two catches for 40 yards in this game. He caught a, a screen pass for 32. It was a great play call that set up the last touchdown that Gavin uh, Troy uh, scored in the uh, game. Afterwards, got to talk to a very happy coach, Dan Perkins, first about win. his first win. Yep. With a happy coach, Perkins, first victory. First of all, congratulations. What does it mean to you to say you've coached the Port Huron High Big Reds to a win? Hey, well, you know, I just like to see the kids perform, and uh, it's neither here nor there. It's great for me, but uh, it's much better for the kids, and uh, they came to play tonight, so we were real happy. Uh, let's see. We'll start on the defense. Three fourth down stops. Three interceptions, two of them set up touchdowns for the offense. Uh, I think you had four sacks. Uh, overall, really good night on that side of the ball. Yeah, we were really focused defensively this week and uh, really focused on that number 10 there, Embry. He was a heck of a football player, and we were able to get the push that we were working on all week. Um, you know, our interior, we felt pretty good, our guys going against theirs, and that push really helped to make him, you know, uh, stay going wide instead of going north and south. And, you know, we got a lot of work to do uh, yet, but uh, I think we made a step tonight. That was that was pretty good effort, no doubt. Not the offense was really clicking uh, in, in the football game. The, the number one unit, I think, uh, scored on every drive but one. Uh, and uh, Amari was Amari. 
Yeah, well, I told you they're electric, and uh, you know, the guys up front again uh, did a nice job of blocking, and the scheme was good uh, against this team. And you know, it, uh, Amari had opportunities uh, against these guys, and when he did, he took them and, and did a real nice job. And Gabe had a nice night. It, we got some players, so um, we're happy. Like I said, I guess if I had to nitpick the penalties, you're probably not happy with that, and you want to clean that up. That was the big halftime focus, and uh, the kids wow. knew that they they had not done well in that area, and uh, so all the coaches got up, got on them for that, not just me. But then uh, they cleaned it up. Um, sometimes it gets difficult to handle some things in football, but they're young kids. They got we got learning to do. I'll let you enjoy this one. I know you got league play starting next week, so congratulations again. Thanks, Dennis, and uh, you know. Like I said, how about them big reds, buddy? <laughs> what? A, it, it's so funny, and I know um, my my uncle was like this when he when he coached. Like after the game, he, like Coach Perkins is so soft spoken. Like he just seems like a genuinely happy guy. And then between the kickoff and the end of the game, you can hear him yelling and, and getting to <laughs> coach mode. But like, what a just it like he just sounds. So just genuinely happy. Yeah, like the, the kids are going, who's that guy? Yeah, right? <laughs> like you can hear him from the press box yelling at the kids about penalties and stuff. Or like when we were at the scrimmage, I could hear him all the way up at the top of the stands. But then you talk to him, just so soft-spoken. But big congrats to him. That first one sometimes is the toughest. And, yeah, not a bad one to get it over Warren Woods Tower. You know what? And, and uh, again, um, three fourth down stops. Wow. Three interceptions, two of them set up touchdowns. Were the fourth down stops like fourth and longs, or were they fourth and They stopped a a fourth and nine, a fourth and four, and I believe the other one was a fourth and two that they stopped. Okay, so they didn't, not at the end of the game where it was fourth and 20, and they're just chucking the ball up. No, Uh, and they had four sacks for 44 yards and losses. Whew. So uh, it, it was a, it was a real good night, and I'm going to tell you what, um, Amari Embry is committed to Army, mm-hmm. and he is uh, they use him in as a slot receiver, as a running back, and they snap it to him out of the Wildcat. Well, you heard me list off his positions on uh, on our last podcast. He had like ten, and um, he had. To 12 carries for 38 yards midway through the fourth. And then his last two carries pushed him up to 98. But the Big Reds kept him out of the game for most of the game. Like, he, again, and, and his big runs came on a drive where they ended up coming up empty and not scoring. So he did not hurt them. He was not a factor in the game, even though maybe at the end you go, oh, well, you know, he almost had 100 yards stuck. What are you talking about? Yeah, he, he had 60 of his 98 yards on his last two carries. Yeah. That's, that's PH, a great job. PH gave up two big plays tonight, a 49-yard run and the 52-yard touchdown pass, uh, and that was most of their offense. That's a great bounce back because I bet you, um, I mean, I can pull up Tower's schedule real quick. I bet you they're a team that might surprise you, well, not surprise you, but they're going to put up points this this year. I mean, Zealand East didn't hold them to eight points. Here's uh, James Turner, their quarterback, one out of ten 
with three interceptions. He threw more completions Ooh. to the Big Red secondary than to his own receivers. Ooh. Uh, the backup came in, uh, the Brady McCumber, and he went four out of eight for 50 yards. Like Warren Woods Tower, they play Gross Point North, Cousineau, and East Point in their next three weeks. They legit might put up 140 points in the next three weeks. That is very possible. So, I don't Memorial Stadium, I don't know. But Northern dominated last week and PH dominated on Thursday And I night. do think there is something to be said for teams, especially in the MAC. Get used to playing on turf. Going to grass is a big difference. I think I saw some of that in my game, too. Even if it's just mental, going from just turf, 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 turf. Now you got to go to grass. That that does mean something. Yeah, I I, uh, I I think so, too. I definitely think that stadium is an advantage. And it is a little intimidating. The fans are right on top of you, especially when there's a full student section. It gets loud. The band's playing. It's like right in your ear. Yeah. Memorial Stadium is a tough place to go in and win at. Now I have mixed emotions because I'm both happy and angry. About what? I'm happy that Marysville bounced back and won big on Thursday night. I'm upset that Michael Sacucci didn't get 329 yards and five (laughs) touchdowns when I was watching him play. I know. (laughs) I mean, we we said this on our last show. If Marysville wants any chance, they need to not only beat centerline but dominate them and – Coach Meyer delivered. Uh, like you said, 329 yards, five touchdowns for Michael Sacucci. Yeah, center line's probably not the toughest team on their schedule. Guess what? It's still hard to run for 329 yards. And this is they needed this so bad after last week, 49-14. I don't know what practice was like at Marysville this week. I don't know how much they were worried about that first game and, and what happened. Uh, I know they believe that they have a good football team, but th- like you and I were sitting there going, man, they got to win this game, and, and actually they need to win this game big. And, and they, they did. They did exactly what we asked for them. That's a prideful group, the coaches, the, the players. Let's be honest, they were probably a little embarrassed with their performance, and they were bringing in a weaker opponent, and yeah, to dominate them and knowing what's on the horizon, they have a tall task going to Marine City, Next week, that's that's a great win and a great performance for uh, Michael Sacucci and uh, your Tyler, guy. Tyler McKinney, yeah. 125 Hockey saves guy. and a goal. <laughs> <laughs> he rushes for 125 and a, and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I, I like my hockey guys, and there's a, there's a few who are uh, playing for Marysville this year and making a, a contribution. So that's good to see. But, uh, you know, like we saw it in that scrimmage against PH. Like this Sakuchi kid is good, and he just couldn't get going. Nobody could get going no. against uh, and Northern. And now the, the question was is how I, good is Northern's defense? Right, which I don't think you'll get answered tomorrow night if, if no. East Point is as bad as, as the rumors have them. But uh, also uh, Kyle Thomas had a catch for a touchdown. And seven for seven in extra points. Dennis, this is something we'll talk about in the second segment when we get to my game. Having a reliable kicker in high school is so underrated. Like, I don't think some people realize how much of a difference that makes to have a legit kicker 
there. And maybe Kyle Thomas isn't going to have any chance to kick at the next level, but seven for seven on extra points, that's a huge advantage that when you, until you don't have it, you don't realize what you're missing. Brady, those seven points, that's a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, saw it in the PH game tonight uh, with uh, Griffin uh, Hansel. A field goal and four extra points. That's a touchdown. That's seven points. Yeah. Yep. And that, that that's a great job by Marysville. Now, well, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this in the coming week, but they go down to Marine City. Oh, boy. Uh, we'll get to them in a second. Let's go to their neighbor and another great bounce back win. I challenged the Saints in the pick segment. I said you need to beat Lakeshore if you want any chance at the playoffs. Not only did they beat Lakeshore, they boat raced them. Yeah, they hammered them. I like this. 49 points by the Saints. I like that. Because that was one of my questions. It's been one of my questions all along. Will the Saints score enough? And do they have the, the type of offense that can put up the big game? And they showed us tonight that, that they could 49-19 over Lakeshore. They, That's big. They doubled their best scoring output in, the, in this season and last. Last year, the most points they put up were 22. They put up 49. That tells me they have the guns to do it, and they're not going to necessarily have to be a grinded-out offense. Defense shut them down. One of the touchdowns was a kick return for a touchdown, so they gave up, what, 13 points or two touchdowns, basically. Yeah. And that's a Lakeshore team that put up a lot of points They put last up 36 week. last week. Yeah. They can't stop anybody. They've given up 100 points in two games. But, yeah, they scored 36 and th that's where my question came with this game was I think Lakeshore can score a little bit. Can, can the Saints get enough touchdowns to win this? They got more than enough tonight. Yeah, and the reports I was getting was uh, Luke Ellis did uh, really, really well. Ethan White had a score. Um, Ellis to Ellis connection hit at least twice, one for 40 yards, one for 15 Luke Ellis ran for at least, I think, three touchdowns. That's, that, that's a hell of a night for St. Clair. And again, same situation as Marysville. You got Roseville coming up. Good news is, once Roseville's done, that's the toughest game in your league. They could potentially sweep the rest of their league. But Roseville's going to be a damn tough game. But let's not worry about that one. No, let them enjoy Saints this one for a little enjoy bit. Enjoy this one. That's a big win getting you on track um, against the team. Yeah, Lakeshore might not be that good, but they're a Mac Blue team, and theoretically you're supposed to lose that game. Yeah, that, that's a team playing in a league that's supposedly above you. So, yeah, and is, is there a more likable kid than Luke Ellis? So you kind of root for Luke Ellis to have yeah. big games like he had yeah. uh, in this win against Lakeshore. Yeah, and especially as disheartening as the loss against Marine City was, this kind of – Pumps a little life into the Saints. And, Dennis, I know we both were watching that one very closely. It was nice when I was getting the, the updates on my phone. It was like, oh, another touchdown, another touchdown, 21-0. You're like, all right, Saints are back in yep. action. Yep. Uh, Marine City was just being Marine City on Thursday night. Uh, they beat uh, Southlake 47-6. You're putting North Pond on that. <laughs> That's weak. That's a weak effort on your 
on your uh, part. I had to do. I just did it on the fly. Forty-seven to six, three hundred and five yards on the ground for the Mariners. Uh, Tigert and Tetler go off. Ninety-three yards for uh, Tigert, two touchdowns. Tetler ninety-one yards with three touchdowns. I mean, and and I I think between the two of them, they touched the ball like nineteen times. Yeah, uh, let me pull up the exact stats here for you for uh, Marine City. So, again. I think it was 11 for Tetler and 8 for Tigard, I think, were the carries. Yeah, rushing. Charles Tigard, 8 touches. Tigard, or Tetler, 11. 34 total rushes for 318 yards, actually. Well, you're looking at the positive and then they have the negative. Yeah, there was negative. That's a weird way they do the stat. 305 total okay still 300 total yards rushing and again no one touched the ball more than 11 times on 34 carries that's going to keep guys fresh scott crutchmeyer only touched the ball four times he's a guy if you want to you can give him the ball a dozen 15 times a game yeah and he had a 14 yard touchdown run in the win so and then and, and again it always gets overshadowed because of the way they run the ball and the way they score points but, uh, you know, the, they, they hold Southlake to six. Yeah, Wyatt Walker. Lost the shutout late in the game when I'm sure they had uh, a lot of new faces into the lineup playing defense. Wyatt Walker, 10 tackles. Jacob Hinscherek, nine tackles. Just flying around. Uh, two forced fumbles. Daniel, Daniel Zwang, a name we brought up uh, from last week that played well. Forces a fumble, and Charles Tigert forces a fumble. Uh, no interceptions, but... Uh, yeah, after a team that shut out Lutheran North for an, for four quarters and still lost, uh, put up 40, was it 47 on them? Yeah, that was, that's a butt kicking and that's what we expected from Marine City. Like, again, I feel bad because, like, I want to offer in-depth analysis and talk about this, but we're like, yep, Marine City won by 41. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, um. Yeah, okay. Water, they've outscored water's the, wet. They've outscored their opponents like 90 to 19 this year, but oh well. Yeah, we're just like, yep. Okay. 90 to 18, I think. Yeah, water's wet. Ice cream's yummy. Like, And the Mariners win again. Yeah. By a by lot. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, again, I feel bad. It's because, like, <laughs> they do so well. You think we'd be talking about them all the time. But we're like, yep, just check the box. Oh, yep, oh, okay, another win for Marine City. Wow, they only went for 800 yards? Oh, wow, disappointing. Oh, only 300 total yards rushing? <laughs> but, no, they're, they're, they're a heck of a team, and uh, they're bringing in Mary's arrival in Marysville. And, yeah, that'll, that'll be a fun game. Actually, fun fact, next week we'll have game number 250 in the history of GetStuckOnSports.com. Yeah, and it'll be the uh, Marine City-Marysville game. Yes, it will. Unless you want to say the Northern Fraser game is. That's not as fun. Well, that's the game I'm doing. Yeah. So I can put it beneath and count it as 250. <laughs> but I was going to count the Marine City-Marysville because I just thought that'd be a fun thing to do. Anyways, two other uh, max scores before we take the break. Dakota beats Anchor Bay 39-7, to and Madison beat New Haven 55 to nothing. We'll talk about the game that uh, Brady saw uh, and go through the uh, BWAC scores uh, from yeah. Thursday night uh, in just a yeah. moment. Uh, oh, one one yeah. final thought. Northern does play East Point tomorrow. Yeah. You'll we'll, be on the call. We'll, we'll have the game from Memorial Stadium. Um, I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm expecting uh, the second shutout of the season for the Huskies. 
Uh, I don't. That's always tough because Dennis, you know, one broken play can lead to a touchdown. Ah, uh, not going to happen. All right, call didn't it right happen now. against uh, Marysville, and they went off for nine million yards rushing on Thursday night against Centerline. But they gave up two touchdowns. No, well, shot. I mean, but I'm just talking yeah. about they shut down a Marysville team that clearly we knew could run the football. Yeah. So anyway, send it to a break. What we'll BWAC after on the other side? When you run with us on a Gator UTV. The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services. Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. 
With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. Inlay City, that ain't paste pecan sauce. <laughs> a little surprised by this one, maybe? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. The thing, okay, first of all, Emily City, I cannot predict. I might as well just put a random number generator up, and that'll predict what I think of the Emily City game. <laughs> um, so again, I can go. I can go at this from two angles. Uh, for Emily City, let's start with them. They don't have a lot of depth. They have about twenty kids that dress for them on varsity. They play their tails off, Dennis. Like. Every kid on that team is blue-collar, hard-nosed, because they don't have a choice. The Christian and Julian Rojas play both sides. Lance Wolford uh, plays both sides of the ball. Um, I know I'm missing a couple guys. Oh, why, why am I just blanking? Um, on the big kid's name, um, 70, I'll get it on the other side uh, of the uh, highlights. But they play tough, hard-nosed football it's uh dylan landisher um thank you uh um that's what it is he's he's offensive defensive lineman and he attacks and attacks and attacks and they don't give up uh there are plenty of times richmond had an opportunity to blow the doors off this game and they didn't now let's get to richmond five turnovers i if you count a muff punt i think that makes it six I'd have to double check. They tried to give this game away. And again, not taking away anything from MLA City. They flew around and they capitalized off mistakes. But throwing two picks, I believe four fumbles. You just can't do that if you're Richmond. Uh, But they have talent and their talent was able to ride them out and give them the win. Uh, here's what it sounded like. It wasn't pretty, but the Blue Devils won. 
Morgan takes a snap, dropping back, looking to Hitzelberger. He's going to throw a dart. It's caught about five yards downfield. Breaks off one tackle. He's going to get the first down and more. Hitzelberger to 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Richmond. Just a little hitch route. Morgan finds Hitzelberger, avoids the tackle in the open field, and he'll take it in from 33 yards out. Richmond strikes first. 10-11 left to go in the second quarter. Out of the gun, Morgan, twins to the right, takes a snap, dropping back, looking for Hitzelberger, he'll catch it at the sticks. He makes one man miss, makes another. He's got the 10, the five, good near the end zone. He's tackled, touchdown, Richmond. Morgan to Hitzelberger for the second straight drive. Burgess, under center, gonna take the snap, hand it off, pile at the goal line. They push it, did he get in? Touchdown, MLA City. Running back in the backfield to the right of Morgan is Saligan. Twins out to the left, one man to the right. High snap, hand off to Saligan. He's going to off left tackle. He's got room to work. Cross the line of scrimmage to the 45-50, 45-40. It's a foot race. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Denny Saligan. 61 yards. He is so explosive, just like that first play out of the break for Richmond. They lead it 20-6. to six. Jones in the backfield takes a snap, looking, looking, got plenty of time. Standing tall in the pocket throw, intercepted, going the other way. It's intercepted by Lance Wolford. He's at the 35-40, and he gets tackled near midfield. Not all on this play, but this game, if MLA City wants a chance, they need to get it in the end zone. From the two-yard line, Burgess under center, pitch to the left. Rojas can't handle it, he's short. He didn't get in, goal line stop for the Blue Devils. Spartans have already forced three turnovers. I know it's asking a lot of your defense, but big time to get a fourth. Out of the gun is Morgan. Takes a high snap. It's behind him. And the, the Spartans, do they fall on it? They do. Touchdown, MLA City. Why not add a little drama to it? It was Xander Nolan that falls on the high snap. Big Hudson Davenport off tackle on the left side, or the off the ball tight end, I should say. Jones. Takes, he's gonna run behind Davenport. He's gonna go untouched into the end zone. Touchdown, Richmond. Touchdown, Jackson Jones. 27-12, Richmond extends their lead. They break it under three minutes to go now, 28-12. Richmond leads. Rojas under center. They haven't gone with the QB sneak yet. Takes a snap, gonna hand it off. Going up the middle, into the end zone. Christian Rojas with a touchdown. MLA City not out of it yet, but they need this two-point conversion. This is just one of the hurdles MLA City has to get if they want to complete the comeback. Burgess takes a snap, hands it off, running into the end zone, two-point conversion, good. That time, Julian Rojas. Jones the back to the left of Morgan. He is doing the right thing, waiting, and it seems like finally the official goes up with the right hand. Snap goes over the head, and it's, and it's gonna be fallen on by MLA City. Richmond showing blitz, taking the snap, dropping back Burgess. He's under pressure. He's going to drop it off. It's caught, it and Julian Rojas falls down, and that'll be a turnover on downs. Morgan takes the snap, kneels down, and that will run out the final 19 seconds. Final score in just a few moments here from Richmond. Richmond 28, MLA City 20. Yeah, it was um, not the prettiest game in the world and well I, uh, I'll just we'll go to the interview quickly because uh, obviously coach Sean Misko not very happy with his performance uh, it was good news bad news bad news is they played an awful game yeah they lost four fumbles including a muffed kick uh, and two picks six turnovers is never something you want 
But the good news is you played that bad and still won. I got a chance to catch up with Sean Misko after the game, and here's what he had to say. Here with Richmond coach Sean Misko. Coach, you got the win, but uh, pretty wouldn't be the word to describe it. Struggled a little bit, but ultimately you came out with the victory and ended up 2-0. Yeah, you know, we made a ton of ton of mistakes tonight. A lot of mental errors, uh, a couple really bad snaps, uh, you know, things that we, you know, aren't accustomed to. But, uh, you know, that's the only way to learn, right? You got to make mistakes. You got to fix it. What is it about games on the road in the BWAC that make this conference so hard to predict? It seems like every week a team can be on upset alert. And like, like you said, bad snaps totaled five turnovers. Again, came out with a win. But what makes it so hard to go on the road in the BWAC? You know, um... Obviously, any road game is tough, but I think it's a big, big testament to their coaching staff and their players. They they came out physical, ready to play, um, you know, and then they they kept their foot on the gas the entire game, you know, no quit. So, you know, obviously, we'd like to make less turnovers and uh, you know fix that stuff. But you know, overall, I'm proud of the kids' effort. You know, to overcome five turnovers is, is special. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about before we started the interview, it's a learning experience. You, you played, a, a, a let's call it a poor game, and you still came out with a win. That's the happy part, but I'm sure film's going to be tough for them tomorrow. Yeah, no, I think the kids are um, not looking forward to tomorrow morning's review. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but again, my, my job, like I tell the kids all the time, our job is to be hypercritical, right? And, and the more critical we are, the better they become. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can finish out the season on a, on a good run. Now, obviously you win the game. You still had some uh, good points. I thought Peters played really well defensively. Uh, I mean, Denny Saligan went for a 61-yard touchdown run. Ben Hitzelberger had two 33-yard touchdown passes. There are still some positives to take out. What are some positives you're going to take out with this team after the game? Um, you know, overall, I think, uh, obviously, I think the offensive line made – a great job or did a great job adjusting um we were not expecting them to come out in that three front uh to start the game there but uh you know so their adjustments were fantastic i think our playmakers did what they were supposed to do and um you know over at the end of the game you know just the resolve to to put a few nice plays together and and you know ice the clock so coach thank you uh congratulations on the win and uh good luck next week against alconac and that was coach sean misco obviously um Wins are always nice, but as a coach, he he knows there's a lot to improve on. I think the kids do. Um, we'll get the negative out of the way first. Obviously, the turnovers. And Richmond took a few dumb penalties. They play with a lot of emotion, and that's really good. It's a lot easier to reel a kid or a team in than it is to like push them and try to get them, get them excited. But they came at some critical points they had a third down stop and I don't know what the flag was but they got on sportsmanlike conduct and it ended up doubling with a roughing the passer so it went for 30 yards and it put them instead of like fourth and five on the Richmond 45 it was first and 10 from like the 14 yard line and it's just things like that um some numbers for you Richmond 30 carries for 162 yards One carry went for 61 yards. You take that away, 29 carries for 101 yards comes out to like three and a half yards a carry. That's not something I think you're going to get a lot of from Richmond. Passing the ball, three for 11, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Two of those passes went for 66 yards and two touchdowns. Two picks, uh, yeah. Uh, They actually ended up with only, uh, well, it says five penalties for 55 yards, but it seems like it was at the worst points of the game. But 
that's the sign of a of a good team when you can play what I'm going to say is going to be their worst game of the year and still pull out a win. And and let's give credit too to Emily City, like you said, uh, they played hard, and it sounded to me just listening to the highlight. I mean, they they fall down twenty one to six. Be pretty easy to just call it a night there. Yeah, when when you got twenty guys, the Wolford interception. It was twenty one to six, and they were inside the Emily City red zone. A field goal makes it a three possession game, and they get a pick and take it to midfield. And yeah, they they just didn't quit. If Emily City had half a dozen more guys that they could not even like dudes that are going to be all conference just guys you could plug in and they won't hurt you but they won't help you and just to give some other kids breaks they would be a scary team in the BWAC they just are gonna have trouble staying fresh and that is has nothing to do with the kids has nothing to do with the coaches you just can only wear the tires so thin and you got him on the board, so I want you to tell me about Wesley Peters. Yeah, he was probably the uh, one of the bright spots for Richmond. Went uh, was just a maniac. Had a few big TFLs. He seemed like he was one of the better defensive players. Again, I didn't get the stats yet, but last week it was Denipol. This week it was Peters. Thought he played really well. All right, uh, Almont beats Yale forty-three to uh, seven. That was actually the score at halftime. This is a big bounce back for Elmont. Um, and yeah, uh, that, that's you know, a that's a statement win for Elmont. Yeah, even though it is Yale, and you go, well, they're supposed to do that. Idiots like me, we're we're picking Elmont to to maybe stumble a bit. Well, they didn't they didn't stumble tonight. I, I still I don't know the book on Elmont. I right. mean, uh, the, uh, uh, again. It shut out in week one, but it was at Monroe St. Mary's, who we know is really Against good. That's a team that might be at Ford Field. Yeah, 20, 25 to nothing. And then you come back with a 43-7 win at Yale Park, uh, too, by the way, after Yale had come off a win in week one as well. So momentum wasn't on Elmont's side, but maybe they were, uh, I'll say it, maybe they were a little pissed off and they wanted to take it out on somebody. Yeah, that they did. They play Emily City next week. That's going to be, I think, a telling game. Because if they go in and blow the doors off MLA City, then yeah, Almont might be a top team in the BWAC again, and maybe we haven't given them enough credit. Uh, and Armada gets uh, three more touchdowns from Kyle Conan, the Barbarian, and uh, they shut down Algonac 37 to nothing. And I think that game went exactly as we thought. I think it was 9 nothing at the half. And then... They just kept running the ball, and Algonac didn't have the, the strength to keep up with them. Armada's 2-0, and and next week they play North Branch. Where, now, do, where does the Freep rank Armada this week? <laughs> Taking your down number. number three, Algonac. Not beating them, shutting them out 37 to nothing. <laughs> oh, my God, if I see Armada in the rankings. You know what? <laughs> They've at least outscored their opponents like eighty-five to nothing. And what is it? Because uh, they had forty-eight, uh, 48 and thirty-seven. Did I do yeah. quick math right? Yeah, I think you did it right. Yeah, eighty-five. So, yeah, so they gone eight quarters without giving up a score. Obviously, we'll have more answers about North Branch next week, but that's going to be a big game for them next week. I don't yeah. know. I have to see if it's at North Branch or at Armada. Doesn't matter. That'll be very interesting. Again. 
I haven't seen North Branch. You'll see North Branch uh, on Friday night against Croslex. But I have seen Armada, and I know how they play. And it's a formula God, that, that can game, get you some success. Armada North Branch might be like 14 to 13. Just the way they run their offense. Well, I'll say this. I don't know what the score will be, but they might play that game in about a half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be like, all right, halfway through the third quarter at our games. Meanwhile, kicking off the second half, yeah, like, North Branch and Armada. Like, like halftime might be the longest part of that game. <laughs> It'll be longer than the second quarter. It'll be like, oh, God. We talk about like 1980s Big Ten football. That's going to be like 1920s Big Ten football. The, the, the forward pass is legal, guys. Yeah, the, the story there will be if one of the teams attempts a pass. <laughs> and we say it jokingly, but maybe not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, nice win for Armada. Nice win for Almont. And MLA City's a team that, again, you look at what that program was uh, for a long time, winning one game a year. They, they had a stretch where they went five years and won two games in the 2010s. That's a team that fights. That's a team that plays winning football. Now, I know the results aren't what they wanted, but that's a team that has the attitude of winners, and that's nice to see because, yeah, you can't control that you only have 20 kids out. Yeah. Whoever comes out, comes out. But all those kids have bought in, and they attack the, the, the day, and they play football the right way. And at least in the, the – the, 48 minutes of football, I got to see them. They they won me over. I don't know how many games they're going to win, but they play hard. And they if you don't come to play against MLA City, they're going to be a thorn in your side, as Richmond found out. All right. Cross-Lex North Branch is the Friday night matchup and the only other game left in the uh, BWAC uh, yeah. this week. Oh, by the way. Yeah, if you see a mushroom cloud coming from the <laughs> north, that's uh, what it is. Yeah. And, and we've said it before. Worth pointing out again, they kind of don't like each other. There's respect, yeah, but they hate each other. Well, hate's a strong word, but I think it's an accurate one. But there's a lot of respect. Yes, a lot of respect, but yeah, both neither of these teams wants to lose this football. Like game. you know, like I I don't mean any disrespect when I say this, but like some coaches are more soft spoken and they don't need to like I I how do I want to word this. Like, Coach Perkins, like we mentioned, very soft-spoken. He can kind of sit in the back of a room and just observe. That's not something I think uh, <laughs> Coach LaCroix or Coach Furman are going to do. They they love to win, and I think they hate to lose more. And it's, like I said, the, that stadium cannot hold those two coaches. And, and I like them both, <laughs> talking to them both, both uh, guys that we both enjoyed having on the show. Yep. And but that's that is a clash of personalities. It's that's oh, I'm just so excited, and I really hope I'm not disappointed. See, this is the thing: when you get excited, I get nervous because usually we don't get what we want. Other than the Marine City Marysville game last year, that I, was the one time you got. Oh, what you oh by wanted. the way, I got a game that was close. Besides that one, <laughs> that's my second one-score game I've ever gotten. 
See, maybe that's Coach Misko was like, let's give him a touchdown here so Brady can have a close, close I finish. I sold my soul for that <laughs> Marine City Marysville game. And I thought I was like, well, I'm going to do this for as many years as I do it, and that's going to be the only close football game I ever call. <laughs> but no, thank you, MLA City, for – for giving me a second one, at least you're, you're a little lower on my crap list for at, at, for not for making my picks impossible. At least for one night, the Brady blowout curse has been uh, lifted. All right, we'll take the break and then we'll uh, go up into the uh, thumb and uh, see what happened on Thursday night oh, here hey, on Get Stuck Cardinal on Mooney with another win. Yeah, we'll talk Mooney about that win. too. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. 
This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, Dennis and uh, Brady, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck On Sports podcast. And uh, Marlette had lost six straight to Sandusky, but they aerate them on Thursday, 36-12. to 12, The uh, Raiders that's with a win really over the Skins. That's a really nice win for them. That's a really nice win. <clears throat> especially with Ubley on the horizon, that's going to be a tough one. But after that, their next four games are really winnable for Marlette. They could be four and two, and again, you turn the ball over six times and three of the times it goes to the house and you lose by 16. Yeah, Marlette with a nice win over a team like I, you gave the numbers Last time against Sandusky, their most played opponent. That's only their 25th win against Sandusky in their 71st meeting. Yeah. So uh, it, it, they've been kind of kicked around the last uh, basically decade. Uh, they had only beaten them twice. Um, and, yeah, Sandusky we think is a little down after a huge year last year uh, where they were a really strong team and actually won the GTC uh, East regular season uh, title. But uh, – They've got a little work to do there. They've only scored 18 points in the first two yeah, games. Yeah, that Novell win looks a little less impressive after tonight. Uh, Memphis beats Brown yeah. City 23-20. to Josh Nim with a game-winning field goal for the Yellow Jackets. And uh, what did you say, eight years since their last league win? 2013 was their last GTC East win. And they were on an 18 or 19 game losing streak, I think, coming into this one. Yeah, in fact, 2013, uh, let me double check this. Um, I want to get this right. Okay, no, they beat Bentley one time. The only two teams they've beaten since 2013 had been Burton, Bentley, and New Haven. So that's uh, that's got to feel good yes, for Memphis. Yes, and, and, and all like kidding aside, it takes one win to start kind of a change of the program. Because you look in the 2000s, they had a stretch. They made the playoffs six out of seven years. Like, that's all it takes is, hey, you get one win, build some confidence. No, they're not going to run the table and go eight and one. But if they go three and six, that's a step in the right direction. You have to walk before you run. And success breeds success. And beating a GTC East team in Brown City, which... uh 
yeah, a longtime rival. Obviously hadn't beat them in a while. That's a really nice win for Memphis. If and nothing the, else, for the kids. Last week, they only lost by a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're, they're playing good football. They take on Vassar uh, next week. I have no idea what Vassar is. Um, but Vassar than K-Pack? Is it unrealistic to say they could split those two games and be 2-2? Two I don't two? think it's unrealistic that they could win both of those games. Again, I don't know where Vassar's at this year, but past history, Vassar's uh, usually just, a, at best, a middle-of-the-pack team. Oh, and they, they've won – they won against Lakeville in their opening game. Lakeville's not good. Um, they got ran in their second uh, game against New Lothrop. Who is good. Yeah, they might Usually. be a, l- a little down this year, but down for them 6-3, and 7-2. and two. <laughs> Yeah, down um, for them is a seven-win season. <laughs> uh, but Memphis wins because the, the second half of their schedule is brutal. Ugly Marlette, Harbor Beach, Sandusky. Yeah. They can be two and two going into that stretch, and then they play Academy for Business and Tech in their final week, and that's a winnable game. And again, it just takes a little bit to start to build a program and build a culture. If you're doing things the right way, then success will come. You you, you don't turn a team that struggles to win a game into a playoff team in a season. It's a process. Yeah. Uh, Harbor Beach was angry, and they took it out on K-Pack, 54-8. The Pirates win that one uh, after uh, losing in week one to a good Bad Axe. Yeah, who just uh, absolutely took it to Cass City tonight. Bad Axe might be the best team in the thumb. I'm sure Ubley has something to say about that. But, geez, Bad Axe is usually, what, a five, six win, seven on a really good year. They've just boat raced the first two opponents. But, yeah, uh, Harbor Beach is uh, was angry, and they let uh, KPEC know about it. And uh, I think Brown City's going to be on the receiving end because Ubley is coming up in two weeks for Harbor Beach. Yeah, and uh, they want to be ready and on all cylinders for uh, that one. Ubley, by the way, will play uh, against uh, Elkton Pigeon Bayport uh, on uh, Friday night, uh, they were the one team in the GTC East that didn't open league play because they've got the odd number of teams. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, how about Mooney? How about them Cardinals, baby? 31-7 over Lutheran Northwest. I looked it up. Lutheran Northwest won 27 nothing in, in week one. Mooney won 28 nothing in week one. And it was all Mooney on Thursday, 31-7. And Cardinal Mooney off to a 2-0 and start on the, uh, the season. And uh, you talk about what a couple of wins does for you. It kind of, For Mooney, it kind of started the end of last season. They got a shutout win over KPAC, you know, and, and then they ran into Parkway Christian and lost in the playoff, but it then avenged that in week one of this year. Yeah, that's a weird stat. They played Parkway Christian three out of four games <laughs> this, this, uh, before uh, this week. But, yeah, 2-0. and oh, There's just a feeling of, of good times down in Cardinal Mooney, and maybe this is just me overanalyzing and much to do about nothing, but Dennis, how much is it when other sports have success just creates a culture of winning at the school and you're just expected to be good at what you do? And again, I know it doesn't translate, but 
when you win at multiple things and you have high levels of success, how much does that just affect the, the psyche that goes, no, we're supposed to win games, doesn't matter what sport it is, we're Cardinal Mooney, and we're trying to make a name for ourselves? Uh, you know what? I don't, uh, I don't discredit that theory there because you think about it. Mooney's boys basketball, good. But for a while, it was just basketball. Like, but like, I, I, but I'm just saying, and then baseball is exceptional, mm-hmm. exceptionally good, and pretty much the, the Mike Rice small, is just at, yelling at his whatever he's listening to us on, just saying, "Shut up, stop well, putting, yeah, I, putting I know. hype on us." It's uh, like it's football season. Shut up. I know, but I mean, at a small school like Mooney, the guys playing basketball and the guys playing baseball are basically the guys that are going to be playing football too. Yeah. And they're, they're and winning is contagious. And they're going and they're going to play Liggett. and that's a game that now I'm, they should win. They should be three and zero going into the Shrine game, which Shrine lost to Madison thirty four to six. I don't know how good or a bad that loss that is, but is it crazy to say Cardinal Mooney uh, at worst is a dark horse in uh, their Catholic league? Inter- Catholic League intersectional, too. Yeah, I still don't know what Shrine is, and I'm sure Everest is solid. Um, but, again, uh, I, I think the other three teams in their league, Cabrini, mm-hmm. Lakes, and um, Liggett, they can win those games. And you're going to see the Liggett game next week, yeah, right? Yeah, I, 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 you know, like it was, it was one of those things, like they played four Saturday games, and I, I looked at you, I go, should we do four Mooney Saturday games? And then we're like, well – why not? They're playing the games on Saturday. Let's go do the games. Mm. And now I'm like, boy, I'm glad we got four movie yeah. Saturday games on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other thing, we talked about it before the season. They have numbers out. That makes a huge difference. They had, what, 30 kids? That's more than some BWAC teams have on their team. That says a lot. And, again, success breeds success. Just having the confidence going into every game – Going, yeah, we're going to win because, Dennis, you've been around teams that they're like, oh, well, if we play well and they maybe give us a couple breaks, we might win instead of going, no, if we play our game, we're winning. Yeah, and I know Folsom loves their coach. Yeah, I mean, and, and Hazen later, they're, they're running back. We didn't get the, their stats, but I'm sure he, he added um, some yards on the ground. Mooney is a team that they win next week, I mean – their last two games are very winnable in Whitmore Lake and K-Pack. Can they win one of Shrine, Our Lady of the Lakes, who lost again, Everest and Cabrini, to go to 6-3? and three? I'm, I'm kind of looking at it going, does Mooney have a shot at seven wins? Yeah, and again, because it's such a crapshoot. Yeah, and it's only level. two games into the season, but. But Parkway Christian's not a bad program. And they beat Lakes last year. Dennis, I'm starting to buy Cardinal Mooney stock in football, too. <laughs> I'm running out of money to buy stocks, and I need to sell something. And the teams I thought I was going to sell came out and kicked some ass this week. Buy low and sell high, Brady. Uh, Deckerville won last week, but they didn't get to play. Uh, and, I, and I think they, uh, they stretched out this week, and they beat Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart 50-26. to uh, 26. To officially yeah. go to two and all, but really that was their first game of the season. Yep, just like Marine City, yay, Deckerville won <laughs> as expected. But uh, I mean, given their opponent, 
Pack was supposed to win. They won 72 to 6. They beat Caseville. Yeah. Wow. They they scored 10 touchdowns, it sounds like. Wow. Because I'm guessing they just went for two every time and got it more than they didn't, and that's how they got to 72. Wow. 72 <laughs> to 6. That's like we – Like you, you get a 50-point lead. The clock doesn't stop for anything. Right. Like – Extra touchdown, the clock runs while they kick the extra point. The only thing that stops was what, a timeout? It runs, yeah, you, you have to call timeout. I think it even runs with an injury when you get to 50. Yeah. 72 to 6, that's, wow. You had to add a couple defensive touchdowns in there. Wow. Uh, and I'm sure special teams, I'm sure there were some kickoffs and yeah. all kinds and, of craziness. And here's a team on the rise. You want to talk about a young uh, young team trying to build a culture. Carsonville Port Sanilac, they didn't win again this week, but they lost to New Haven Merritt 60-42. to And that's a a game where, you know what, you're playing a team in the division above you and you're competitive and your kids are believing that, like, hey, you can show them on film. You just do this and you just do this. There's the swing and we win the game. Well, a year ago, Merritt wins this game 45 to nothing, 50 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and actually, uh, I, I had told you, I don't know if I said it uh, on the podcast. You did. Or not, you would have taken. But, but I, I would have taken CPS uh, if the, this game was on the picks. Yeah. Uh, I just really was encouraged by the way that they uh, played the first week. Um, I know that uh, when we had uh, Gallagher on, he spoke highly of CPS, that they had some guys that like could they play. Have a, yeah, and they have a young coach. I mean, like my age young. And he seems very into it. And that that's a, that's a again, you got to win games first. But last year when they played, they weren't competitive. Now – they have they're competitive in the games. Yeah, uh, and 102 points. I love eight man football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm sure a lot of you already know this, but if you want to go back and listen to any of our games, we do archive them. You get stuck on sports archive? Just go to the website, scroll down a little bit. There's a blue button. Hit archive. Boom. Like 98 percent of all games we've done, and I think the only ones that aren't on there are football games from last year. Like a couple of them and a random basketball game where the Wi-Fi decided to completely crap out on me. <laughs> but besides that, we have like 98% of games we've ever done. All right. Uh, the picks. Yeah. Uh, Brady and I are going to tie this week, yeah, which will keep Brady in a one-game lead through two weeks. He's excited about I that. I am very excited. Uh, I had him for a moment, I thought, uh, with the Elmont game, but uh, I went with Lakeshore and St. Clair had a, had a big – and I'm not disappointed about that. Yeah, we were both uh, really wrong on our if, wrong if, pick. If there was going to be a game that I was going to blow the pick, I'm glad that St. Clair won by 30 points. Yeah. Um, and I'm also glad that I made up for it with uh, you taking Yale and Elmont uh, getting a big win for me. Well, I just picked the wrong game that was going to be B-Wacky. It was Emily City-Richmond. I thought it was going to be Yale-Elmont. And, and I uh, thought I gave good reasons for that, and then Almont just slapped me across the face <laughs> and said, no, they weren't good reasons. Shut up. We were all wrong on Sandusky Marlette. Yeah, that was a tough one because we didn't know what Nouvelle was, and we're like six turnovers, and they only lost by 16. Like, that tells me they're a good team that just struggled maybe in a new system. 
So, anyways, Brady and I go six and two, and we're gonna tie this week because mm. the remaining two games. We both took Northern. We both took Crosslex, so nothing's going to mm. change there. Uh, Lance Campbell, 5-3, and three, uh, and so no matter what happens in those next two games, Lance is going to be at least a game behind us. So week. I will now be in lone possession of first you, place. You, you are have the solo lead of uh, first, although I think Bill Warren will have something to say <laughs> because Bill texted me uh, on Thursday, said, I want to know the 10 games, I want to pick them, and at last word he was at least 5-1. and one. Yeah, because he, uh, he picked Sandusky, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Sandusky was the only only one uh, that he had wrong. So he might actually be 7-1 and one tonight. Yeah, but he wasn't on the show, so not official. <laughs> doesn't count. He's going to tell you that, it's, that it counts. Well, I have but someone that sends me anyways. picks, too, and hopefully we'll get him on the pick segment. That would <laughs> If we get the person who you know I'm talking about. You need a bleep switch. We can edit it. It's not live. <laughs> but it would be maybe the most entertaining pick segment we ever do. <laughs> Possibly. He, he he wouldn't pull any punches, I know that. Well, I think he'd try to be a little political. He's softened a little bit in his older age. Well, we'll see. We'll work on that because yeah. I wouldn't mind having him on. No. No, I'm thinking maybe week seven. He he, he might. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be a good or week. Or week eight, I think. Seven no, or I think eight. it's seven. Yeah. Anyway. We'll we'll leave that a mystery because I don't want to promise something that's not going to happen. Okay. Well, too, he's got a coach too. So. Yeah. Anyway, anything else for tonight? Um, besides, I, I think that's it. Just want to remind everybody that I'm uh, at uh, the uh, Northern game uh, at uh, six forty for a seven o'clock kickoff. Northern against East Point, uh, and uh, Brady will uh, be at Crosslex to uh, watch that Crosslex mm. North Branch uh, game. And we'll tell you all about that on Monday nope. and what we've learned. Tuesday. Tuesday, that's we're right. We're switching it up because we it's had a holiday anyways, right? Yeah. We had games on Thursday and Friday and the bulk were on Thursday. So we stuck with Monday, Wednesday, Friday. For next week until the end of football season, we're Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday because it just works the best there. So Monday when there's not a podcast, don't freak out. It will drop Tuesday, and then Thursday we'll have a show to get you ready for Friday's games, and then we'll be doing this show just Friday night instead of Thursday night. Okay. So don't complain because i got to get used to it too. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Good week in the area. Proud of all the teams that put up a really good effort. P.H. Marysville, St. Clair, Marine City, all winners tonight, and uh, mm. that that puts a good bubbly. The BWAC went 500 this week. <laughs> the BWAC goes 500 every week. Northern's going to make it a clean sweep for us in our Big Five. Yeah. So it was a good week. Yes. All right. You all right. Done? Send it home. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports. It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey <laughs> with Brady Beaton. Now, stuff is going weird all of a sudden. I, there was a... It's uh, I don't know what happened there, Brady. Nothing. Like the 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 Zara opened up twice, so I just closed the one, but then a stop just disappeared, so I had to (laughs) stop it before it went right from the open into the commercials. (laughs) And I I don't know where that went. 
We did an, We did an MLA City game tonight. Things are going to so, go weird. I'm just making sure everything else is set up to go here and nothing else anyway, stupid happens. Good night of football tonight. A lot of promising stuff. It's going to be a very positive show, I think. There's going to be some parts where in games we saw that, well, things that teams can do better. But overall, a lot of good results tonight. A lot of promising things around the area. Well, uh, a lot of wins, and that's what I like. I, I like to say good things about our area teams. Yes. Um, and that hasn't uh, that wasn't the case in week one, but in week two, I'm just kind of looking down it. It looks like we swept in the MAC tonight. Yeah, four um, for four. And obviously, you can't sweep in the BWAC when they're in league play, <laughs> but it kind of went, uh, at least as far as I'm concerned, it kind of went the way I thought it would. Yeah, it was pretty tonight. chalk. Uh, Richmond, yeah, you know how I said they passed the eye test in week one? They did. Eh, I don't know if they had too much rat poison or what, but they did everything they could. And give MLA City credit, they fought tooth and nail. That's a tough team. We'll talk about it in uh, in the second full segment when we get into BWAC play. But, ooh, rough showing for Richmond, but they escaped with a win. Emily City is a tough team, and there's a reason why that program is trending upwards. Those kids play hard. All right, and I'm going to say it right now, and we'll say it again later when we get to uh, segment three. But way to go, Yellow Jackets. Memphis got a win, and it's not very often in recent years we get to say that. First, so let's say it. First league win since 2013. Dennis, that was my junior year of high school. And it was dramatic, too. Yes. Against a, a longtime rival in, in Brown City. So we'll get to all of it, starting with uh, the uh, PH game that I was at tonight, and that's coming up in just a moment here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast with Dennis and Brady. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, 
Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, I guess when you have a bad second half in week one and it gets out of control and and you lose a game at at Stony Creek. On the uh, road, yeah, against a good team. 48-17 to when it was 21-17 at the half. The best way to do things is to get your first possession and go 63 yards in eight plays and punch in a touchdown uh, and take up half the first quarter and get off to a start that just makes you feel good and then build around that. And that's what the Big Reds did tonight. And I think they really drive anytime. Yeah, they they really had a good game against Tower. We'll nitpick one area, 
but but other than that, it was a pretty clean night for PH. Sounded like uh, Mari Holler had a nice bounce back game after getting his well have his baptism by fire down at Stony Creek as the quarterback. Um, but sounded like even the defense played better than the offense did. Well, the the defense was great. Uh, actually, the offense was pretty good tonight uh, too for uh, for PH um, and. If not for a couple of penalties, they probably would have scored at least two more touchdowns in this game. Yeah, um, you want to just get that out of the way before you get into the No, because I asked Coach Perkins about it, uh, too, and he talks about it a little bit. All right. So we'll get to the highlights uh, first as the Big Reds uh, beat Tower tonight 31-8 to at Memorial Stadium. Second and goal from less than a yard away. Troy and Allen are the backs again, and Holler. I believe is going to go up under center. He will. Ashford is out wide to the uh, right, but Holler's keeping straight ahead. And Amari Holler is to the goal line and into the end zone for a big red touchdown. A one-yard sneak by Holler puts the Big Reds up 6-0 here with 7.47 to go in the first quarter, and they score on their first possession of the game tonight. Oriole and Rosen are the receivers split out wide to the left. Ashford. Wide right. They'll send Oriole in motion. They fake it to him. Holler with the run. Holler to the 30. Breaks through. Holler 40, 50, 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Forget it. Amari Holler is into the end zone for a big red touchdown. 75 yards on the scamper. And with 11-18 to go here in the first half, the Big Reds go up 13 to nothing. They're going to show a four-receiver look with three off to the left. And Embry is in that trio. And they're going to throw into the slot. Picked off by Gabe Mose at the 45. He's got room up the far sideline. 20, 15, they push him out of bounds inside the 10-yard line. Gabe Mose with the pick, and he almost took it back. First down and goal to go. Big Reds at the Tower 9. Myuri into the game as an extra tight end to the left of the line. Haller under center. Fakes to Troy. Rolls out. Looking to throw. Myuri's wide open. Touchdown, Big Reds. Nine yards. Amari Haller to Myuri. And Joe Myuri hauls it in. And PH has their third score of the game. And they're up 20 to nothing with 9.24 to go here in the first half as they capitalize on the interception. Harvey's going to split out wide to the uh, left side here, and they're going to go three receivers that way. Allen and Embry are also out wide to the left. They've got a single receiver to the right. Griffin in the backfield. Turner looking to throw. Firing deep. has got a man wide open, and he hit Harvey on the fly at the 20. 15-10-5. Harvey into the end zone. And it's a 52-yard touchdown strike from Turner to Jelani Harvey. And the Titans are on the board. The ball spotted at the 15, and this will be a 25-yard field goal attempt. Hansel's been perfect on extra points tonight. Good snap. Kick is on the way. Line driver, but it is right down the middle. 24-8 Big Reds. And first and goal PH from the five. They're knocking on the door again. We'll get Austin Golding into the game. Ashford will take a breather. It'll be Golding split out wide to the uh, right. Gavin Troy is the deep back with Holler under center. They give to Gavin Troy. He cuts at the five, pushes the pile to the goal line. He's into the end zone for a big red touchdown. A five-yard run by Gavin Troy extends PH's lead to 30-8 to eight with 7.13 to go here in the third quarter. 
And then at that point, PH actually uh, put a lot of kids in. Oriole went in at quarterback. They put a bunch of different kids in at uh, running back. Uh, and there was no more scoring in the game. They didn't need to score anymore in the game. Uh, Holler, nine carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Also was three out of five for 49 yards and a touchdown pass to uh, Myuri. Gabe Mose, only seven carries, but he had 45 yards in the game. Two runs for Oriole. He picked up 34 yards uh, in the uh, game. Gavin Troy, uh, only 19 yards rushing on six carries, but he had the touchdown. Caden Rogers is a name that I didn't really no, I mean, I've heard the name, yeah. but I, I, he wasn't a guy that uh, I had focused on. Two catches for 40 yards in this game. He caught a, a screen pass for 32. It was a great play call that set up the last touchdown that Gavin uh, Troy uh, scored in the uh, game. Afterwards, got to talk to a very happy Coach Dan Perkins first about win. his first win. Yep. With a happy Coach Perkins, first victory. First of all, congratulations. What does it mean to you to say you've coached the Port Huron High Big Reds to a win? Hey, well, you know, I just like to see the kids perform. And uh, it's neither here nor there. It's great for me, but uh, it's much better for the kids. And uh, they came to play tonight, so we were real happy. Uh, let's see. We'll start on the defense. Three fourth down stops. Three interceptions, two of them set up touchdowns for the offense. Uh, I think you had four sacks. Uh, overall, really good night on that side of the ball. Yeah, we were really focused defensively this week and uh, really focused on that number 10 there, Embry. He was a heck of a football player, and we were able to get the push that we were working on all week. Um, you know, our interior, we felt pretty good with our guys going against theirs, and that push really helped to make him, you know, uh, stay going wide instead of going north and south. And, you know, we got a lot of work to do uh, yet, but uh, I think we made a step tonight that was that was pretty good effort, no doubt. Not the offense was really clicking uh, in, in the football game. The, the number one unit, I think, uh, scored on every drive but one, uh, and uh, Amari was Amari. Yeah, well, I told you they're electric. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the guys up front, again, uh, did a nice job of blocking, and the scheme was good. Uh, against this team and you know it, uh, Amari had opportunities uh, against these guys and when he did he took them and, and did a real nice job and Gabe had a nice night it, we got some players so um, we're happy like I said I guess if I w- had to nitpick the penalties you're probably not happy with that and you want to clean that up that was the big halftime focus and uh, the kids wow. knew that they they had not done well in that area and uh so all the coaches got up, got on them for that, not just me. But then uh, they cleaned it up. Um, sometimes it gets difficult to handle some things in football, but they're young kids. They got we got learning to do. I'll let you enjoy this one. I know you got league play starting next week. So congratulations again. Thanks, Dennis. And uh, you know, like I said, how about them big reds, buddy? <laughs> what a, it, it's so funny, and I know um, my my uncle was like this when he. When he coached, like, after the game, he, like, Coach Perkins is so soft-spoken. Like, he just seems like a genuinely happy guy. And then between the kickoff and the end of the game, you can hear him yelling and, and get into <laughs> coach mode. But, like, what a just – like, he just sounds – so just genuinely happy, yeah. like the, the kids are going. Who's that guy? Yeah, right. <laughs> like you can hear him from the press box yelling at the kids about penalties and stuff. 
or like when we were at the scrimmage, I could hear him all the way up at the top of the stands. But then you talk to him, just so soft-spoken. But big congrats to him. That first one sometimes is the toughest, and yeah, not a bad one to get it over Warren Woods Tout. You know what? And, and uh, again, um, three fourth down stops. Wow. Three interceptions. Two of them set up touchdowns. Were the fourth down stops like fourth and longs, or were they fourth and They stopped a uh, fourth and nine, a fourth and four, and I believe the other one was a fourth and two that they stopped. Okay, so they didn't, not at the end of the game where it was fourth and 20, and they're just no. chucking the ball up. No, uh, and they had four sacks for 44 yards and losses. Whew. So uh, it, it, was a, it was a real good night. And I'm going to tell you what. Um, Amari Embry is committed to Army, mm-hmm. and he is. Uh, they use him in as a slot receiver, as a running back, and they snap it to him out of the Wildcat. Well, you heard me list off his positions on uh, on our last podcast. He had like ten, and um, he had uh, twelve carries for thirty-eight yards midway through the fourth, and then his last two carries pushed him up to 98 but the big reds kept him out of the game for most of the game like he again and and his big runs came on a drive where they ended up coming up empty and not scoring so he did not hurt them he was not a factor in the game even though maybe at the end you go oh well you know he almost had 100 yards stuck what are you talking about yeah he he had 60 of his 98 yards on his last two carries yeah that's, that's a great job. PH gave up two big plays tonight, a 49-yard run and the 52-yard touchdown pass, uh, and that was most of their offense. That's a great bounce back because I bet you um, – I mean, I can pull up Tower's schedule real quick. I bet you they're a team that might surprise – well, not surprise you, but they're going to put up points this, this year. I mean, Zealand East didn't hold them to eight points. Here's uh, James Turner, their quarterback, one out of ten with three interceptions. He threw more completions Ooh. to the Big Red secondary than to his own receivers. Ooh. Uh, the backup came in, uh, the Brady McCumber, and he went four out of eight for 50 yards. Like Warren Woods Tower, they play Gross Point North, Cousineau, and East Point in their next three weeks. They legit might put up 140 points in the next three weeks. That is very possible. So, I don't – Memorial Stadium, I don't know. But Northern dominated last week and PH dominated on Thursday And I night. do think there is something to be said for teams, especially in the MAC. Get used to playing on turf. Going to grass is a big difference. I think I saw some of that in my game too. Even if it's just mental. Going from just turf, 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 turf. Now you got to go to grass. That that does mean something. Yeah. I, I – uh, I, I think so, too. I definitely think that stadium is an advantage. And it is a little intimidating. The fans are right on top of you, especially when there's a full student section. It gets loud. The band's playing. It's, like, right in your ear. Yeah. Memorial Stadium is a tough place to go in and win at. Now I have mixed emotions because I'm both happy and angry. About what? I'm happy that Marysville bounced back and won big on Thursday night. I'm upset that Michael Sacucci didn't get 329 yards and five <laughs> touchdowns when I was watching him play. I know. 
<laughs> I mean, we sent we said this on our last show. If Marysville wants any chance, they need to not only beat Centerline but dominate them. And Coach Meyer delivered. Uh, like you said, 329 yards, five touchdowns from Michael Sacucci. Yeah, Centerline's probably not the toughest team on their schedule. Guess what? It's still hard to run for 329 yards. And this is they needed this so bad after last week, 49-14. I don't know what practice was like at Marysville this week. I don't know how much they were worried about that first game and, and what happened. Uh, I know they believe that they have a good football team, but th- like you and I were sitting there going, man, they got to win this game, and, and actually they need to win this game big. And, and they, they did. They did exactly what we asked for them. That's a prideful group. The coaches, the, the players, let's be honest, they were probably a little embarrassed with their performance. And they were bringing in a weaker opponent, and yeah, to dominate them and knowing what's on the horizon, they have a tall task going to Marine City next week. That's, that's a great win and a great performance for uh, Michael Sacucci and uh, your Tyler, guy. Tyler McKinney. Yeah. 125 saves and a goal. (laughs) (laughs) He rushes for 125 and a a touchdown. Uh, Yeah, I I like my hockey guys, and there's a a few who are uh, playing for Marysville this year and making a a contribution, so that's good to see. But, uh, you know, like we saw it in that scrimmage against PH. Like this Sakuchi kid is good, and he just couldn't get going nobody could get going no against uh and now the the question was how good is northern's defense right which i don't think you'll get answered tomorrow night if if east point is as bad as as the rumors have them but uh also uh kyle thomas had a catch for a touchdown and seven for seven in extra points dennis this is something we'll talk about in the second segment when we get to my game having a reliable kicker in high school is so underrated. Like, I don't think some people realize how much of a difference that makes to have a legit kicker there. And maybe Kyle Thomas isn't going to have any chance to kick at the next level, but seven for seven and extra points, that's a huge advantage that when you until you don't have it, you don't realize what you're missing. Brady, those seven points, that's a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, saw it in the PH game tonight uh, with uh, Griffin uh, Hansel. A field goal and four extra points. That's a touchdown. That's seven points. Yeah. Yep. And that, that that's a great job by Marysville. Now, well, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this in the coming week, but they go down to Marine City. Oh, boy. Uh, we'll get to them in a second. Let's go to their neighbor and another great bounce back win. I challenged the Saints in the pick segment. I said, you need to beat Lakeshore if you want any chance at the playoffs. Not only did they beat Lakeshore, they boat raced them. Yeah, they hammered them. I like this. 49 points by the Saints. I like that. Because that was one of my questions. It's been one of my questions all along. Will the Saints score enough? And do they have the, the type of offense that can put up the big game? And they showed us tonight that, that they could 49-19 over Lakeshore. They, That's big. They doubled their best scoring output in the, in this season and last. Last year, the most points they put up were 22. They put up 49. That tells me they have the guns to do it, and they're not going to necessarily have to be a grinded-out offense. Defense, 
shut them down. One of the touchdowns was a kick return for a touchdown. So they gave up, what, 13 points or two touchdowns, basically. Yeah. And that's a Lakeshore team that put up a lot of points They put last up 36 week. last week. Yeah. They can't stop anybody. They've given up 100 points in two games. But, yeah, they scored 36, and th- that's where my question came with this game was I think Lakeshore can score a little bit. Can can the Saints get enough touchdowns to win this? They got more than enough tonight. Yeah, and the reports I was getting was uh, Luke Ellis did uh, really, really well. Ethan White had a score. Um, Ellis to Ellis connection hit at least twice, one for 40 yards, one for 15. Luke Ellis ran for at least, I think, three touchdowns. That's – that, that's a hell of a night for St. Clair. And again, same situation as Marysville. You got Roseville coming up. Good news is, once Roseville's done, that's the toughest game in your league. They could potentially sweep the rest of their league. But Roseville's going to be a damn tough game. But let's not worry about that one. No, let them Saints enjoy this one for a little enjoy bit. Enjoy this one. That's a big win getting you on track um, against the team. Yeah, Lakeshore might not be that good, but they're a Mac Blue team, and theoretically, you're supposed to lose that game. Yeah, that that's a team playing in a league that's supposedly above you. So, yeah, and is, is there a more likable kid than Luke Ellis? So you kind of root for Luke Ellis to yeah. have big games like he had yeah. uh, in this win against Lakeshore. Yeah, and especially as disheartening as the loss against Marine City was, this kind of pumps a little life into the Saints. And, Dennis, I know we both were watching that one very closely. It was nice when I was getting the, the updates on my phone. It was like, oh, another touchdown, another touchdown, 21 nothing. You're like, all right, Saints are back in yeah. action. Yep. Uh, Marine City was just being Marine City on Thursday night. Uh, they beat uh, Southlake 47-6. You put North Pond on that. <laughs> That's weak. That's a weak effort on your – on your uh, part. I had to do it. I just did it on the fly. 47 to 6, 305 yards on the ground for the Mariners. Uh, Tigert and Tetler go off. 93 yards for uh, Tigert, two touchdowns. Tetler, 91 yards with three touchdowns. I mean, and, and I, I think between the two of them, they touched the ball like 19 times. Yeah, uh, let me pull up the exact stats here for you for uh, Marine City. So, again. I think it was 11 for Tetler and 8 for Tigert, I think, were the carries. Yeah, rushing. Charles Tigert, 8 touches. Tigert, or Tetler, 11. 34 total rushes for 318 yards, actually. Well, you're looking at the positive and then they have the negative. Yeah, there was negative. That's a weird way they do the stat. 305 total. Okay. Still, 300 total yards rushing. And, again, no one touched the ball more than 11 times on 34 carries. That's going to keep guys fresh. Scott Crutchmeyer only touched the ball four times. He's a guy, if you want to, you can give him the ball a dozen, 15 times a game. Yeah, and he had a 14-yard touchdown run in the win. So, and, then, and, and again, it always gets overshadowed because of the way they run the ball and the way they score points. But, uh, you know, the, they, they hold Southlake to six. Yeah, Wyatt Walker. Lost the shutout late in the game when I'm sure they had – uh, a lot of new faces into the lineup playing defense. Wyatt Walker, 10 tackles. Jacob Hinscherek, 9 tackles. Just flying around. Uh, two forced fumbles. Daniel Daniel Zwang, a name we brought up uh, from last week that played well. Forces a fumble, and Charles Tigert 
forces a fumble, uh, no interceptions. But, uh, yeah, after a team that shut out Lutheran North for an, for four quarters and still lost, uh, put up 40, was it 47 on them? Yeah, that was, that's a butt kicking, and that's what we expected from Marine City. Like, again, I feel bad because, like, I want to offer in-depth analysis and talk about this, but we're like, yep, Marine City won by 41. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, um. Yeah, okay. Water, they, outscored water's the, wet. They've outscored their opponents like 90 to 19 this year, but oh well. Yeah, we're just like, yep, okay. Or 90 to 18, I think. Yeah, water's wet. Ice cream's yummy. Like, and the Mariners win again. Yeah, by a by lot. A, yeah. <laughs> like, I, again, I feel bad. It's because, like, they do so well. You think we'd be talking about them all the time, but we're like, yep, just check the box. Oh, yep. Oh, okay. Another win for Marine City. Wow. They only went for eight, 100 yards. Oh, wow. Disappointing. Oh, only 300 total yards rushing. But no, they, they're, they're a heck of a team. And, uh, they're bringing in Mary's arrival in Marysville, and yeah, that'll that'll be a fun game. Actually, fun fact: next week we'll have game number two hundred and fifty in the history of GetStuckOnSports.com. Yeah, and it'll be the uh, Marine City Marysville game. Yes, it will. Unless you want to say the Northern Fraser game is. That's not as fun. Well, that's the game I'm doing. Yeah, so I can put it beneath and count it as 250. But I was going to count the Marine City Marys because I just thought that'd be a fun thing to do. Anyways, two other uh, max scores before we take the break. Dakota beats Anchor Bay 39 to seven, and Madison beat New Haven 55 to nothing. We'll talk about the game that uh, Brady saw uh, and go through the uh, BWAC scores uh, from yeah. Thursday night uh, in just a yeah. moment. Uh, oh, one one yeah. final thought: Northern does play East Point tomorrow. Yeah. You'll be on the call. We'll we'll have the game from Memorial Stadium. Um, I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm expecting uh, the second shutout of the season for the Huskies. Uh, I don't, that's always tough because Dennis, you know, one broken play can lead to a touchdown. Uh, not going to happen. All right, call didn't it right happen now. against uh, Marysville, and they went off for nine million yards rushing on Thursday night against Centerline. But they gave up two touchdowns. No, well, shot. I mean, but I'm just talking yeah. about they shut down a Marysville team that. Clearly, we knew could run the football. Yeah. So, anyway, send it to a break. We'll have BWAC after on the other side. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services. Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. 
you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. Inlay City, that ain't paste pecanah sauce. <laughs> a little surprised by this one, maybe? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. The thing, okay, first of all, Emily City, I cannot predict. I might as well just put a random number generator up, and that'll predict what I think of the Emily City game. <laughs> um, so, again, I can go I can go at this from two angles. Uh, for Emily City, let's start with them. They don't have a lot of depth. They have about 20 kids that dress for them on varsity. They play their tails off, Dennis. Like, Every kid on that team is blue-collar, hard-nosed because they don't have a choice. The Christian and Julian Rojas play both sides. Lance Wolford uh, plays both sides of the ball. Um, I know I'm missing a couple guys. Oh, why, why am I just blanking? Um, on the big kid's name, um, 70, I'll get it on the other side uh, of the uh, highlights. But they play tough, hard-nosed football it's uh dylan landisher um thank you uh um that's what it is he's he's offensive defensive lineman and he attacks and attacks and attacks and they don't give up uh there are plenty of times richmond had an opportunity to blow the doors off this game and they didn't now let's get to richmond five turnovers i if you count a muff punt i think that makes it six i'd have to double check they tried to give this game away. And again, not taking away anything from Emily City. They flew around and they capitalized off mistakes. But throwing two picks, I believe four fumbles. You just can't do that if you're Richmond. Uh, but they have talent and their talent was able to ride them out and give them the win. Uh, here's what it sounded like. It wasn't pretty, but the Blue Devils won. Morgan takes a snap, dropping back, looking to Hitzelberger. He's going to throw a dart. It's caught about five yards downfield. Breaks off one tackle. He's going to get the first down and more. Hitzelberger to 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Richmond. Just a little hitch route. Morgan finds Hitzelberger, avoids the tackle in the open field, and he'll take it in from 33 yards out. Richmond strikes first. 10-11 left to go in the second quarter. Out of the gun, Morgan. Twins to the right, takes a snap, dropping back. Looking for Hitzelberger, he'll catch it at the sticks. He makes one man miss, makes another. He's got the 10, the 5, good near the end zone. He's tackled. Touchdown, Richmond. Morgan to Hitzelberger for the second straight drive. Burgess, under center, going to take the snap. Handed off, pile at the goal line. They push it, did he get in? Touchdown, MLA City. Running back in the backfield to the right of Morgan is Saligan. Twins out to the left, one man to the right. High snap, hand off to Saligan. He's going to off left tackle. He's got room to work. Cross the line of scrimmage to the 45-50, 45-40. It's a foot race. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Denny Saligan. 61 yards. He is so explosive, just like that first play out of the break for Richmond. They lead it 20-6. to six. Jones in the backfield takes a snap, looking, looking, got plenty of time. Standing tall in the pocket throw, intercepted, going the other way. It's intercepted by Lance Wolford. He's at the 35-40, and he gets tackled near midfield. 
Not all on this play, but this game, if MLA City wants a chance, they need to get it in the end zone. From the two-yard line, Burgess, under center, pitch to the left. Rojas can't handle it. He's short. He didn't get in. Goal line stop for the Blue Devils. Spartans have already forced three turnovers. I know it's asking a lot of your defense, but big time to get a fourth. Out of the gun is Morgan. Takes a high snap. It's behind him. And the, the Spartans, do they fall on it? They do! Touchdown, MLA City! Why not add a little drama to it? It was Xander Nolan that falls on the high snap. Big Hudson Davenport, off tackle on the left side, or the off the ball tight end, I should say. Jones takes, he's gonna run behind Davenport. He's gonna go untouched into the end zone. Touchdown, Richmond. Touchdown, Jackson Jones. 27-12, Richmond extends their lead. They break it under three minutes to go now, 28-12. Richmond leads, Rojas under center. They haven't gone with a QB sneak yet. Takes a snap, gonna hand it off. Going up the middle, into the end zone. Christian Rojas with a touchdown. MLA City not out of it yet. But they need this two point conversion. This is just one of the hurdles MLA City has to get if they wanna complete the comeback. Burgess takes a snap, hands it off. Running into the end zone, two point conversion, good. That time, Julian Rojas. Jones the back to the left of Morgan. He is doing the right thing, waiting. And it seems like finally the official goes up with the right hand. Snap goes over the head, and it's and it's gonna be fallen out by MLA City. Richmond showing blitz, taking the snap, dropping back Burgess. He's under pressure. He's gonna drop it off. It's caught it, and Julian Rojas falls down, and that'll be a turnover on downs. Morgan takes the snap, kneels down and that will run out the final 19 seconds. Final score in just a few moments here from Richmond. Richmond 28, MLA City 20. Yeah, it was um, not the prettiest game in, in the world. And well, I, uh, I'll just, we'll go to the interview quickly because uh, obviously Coach Sean Misko, not very happy with his performance. It was good news, bad news. Bad news is they played an awful game. Yeah, they lost four fumbles, including a muffed kick uh, and two picks. Six turnovers is never something you want. But the good news is you played that bad and still won. I got a chance to catch up with Sean Misko after the game, and here's what he had to say. Here with Richmond coach Sean Misko. Coach, you got the win, but uh, pretty wouldn't be the word to describe it. Struggled a little bit, but ultimately you came out with the victory and ended up 2-0. Yeah, you know, we made a ton of ton of mistakes tonight. A lot of mental errors, uh, a couple really bad snaps, uh, you know, things that we, you know, aren't accustomed to. But, uh, you know, that's the only way to learn, right? You got to make mistakes. You got to fix it. What is it about games on the road in the BWAC that make this conference so hard to predict? It seems like every week a team can be on upset alert. And like, like you said, bad snaps totaled five turnovers. Again, came out with a win. But what makes it so hard to go on the road in the BWAC? You know, um... Obviously, any road game is tough, but I think it's a big, big testament to their coaching staff and their players. They they came out physical, ready to play, um, you know, and then they they kept their foot on the gas the entire game, you know, no quit. So, you know, obviously, we'd like to make less turnovers and uh, you know fix that stuff. But you know, overall, I'm proud of the kids' effort. You know, to overcome five turnovers is, is special. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about before we started the interview, it's a learning experience. You, you played, a, a, a let's call it a poor game, and you still came out with a win. That's the happy part, but I'm sure film's going to be tough for them tomorrow. Yeah, no, I think the kids are, um, 
not looking forward to tomorrow morning's review. Uh, mm. You know, but again, my my job, like I tell the kids all the time, our job is to be hypercritical, right? And, and the more critical we are, the better they become. And uh, you know, hopefully, we can finish out the season on a, on a good run. Now, obviously, you win the game. You still had some uh, good points. I thought Peters played really well defensively. Uh, I mean, Denny Saligan went for a 61-yard touchdown run. Ben Hitzelberger had two 33-yard touchdown passes. There are still some positives to take out. What are some positives you're going to take out with this team after the game? Um, you know, overall, I think, uh, obviously, I think the offensive line made a, a great job or did a great job adjusting. Um, we were not expecting them to come out in that three front uh, to start the game there. But, uh you know, so their adjustments were fantastic. I think our playmakers did what they were supposed to do. And, um, you know, over at the end of the game, you know, just the resolve to, to put a few nice plays together and, and, you know, ice the clock. So, Coach, thank you. Uh, congratulations on the win, and uh, good luck next week against Algonac. And that was Coach Sean Misko. Obviously, um, wins are always nice, but as a coach, he, he knows there's a lot to improve on. I think the kids do. Um, we'll get the negative out of the way first. Obviously, the turnovers. And Richmond took a few dumb penalties. They play with a lot of emotion. And that's really good. It's a lot easier to reel a kid or a team in than it is to like push them and try to get them, get them excited. But they came at some critical points. They had a third down stop. And I don't know what the flag was, but they got on sportsmanlike conduct. And it ended up doubling with a roughing the passer, so it went for 30 yards. And it put them, instead of, like, fourth and five on the Richmond 45, it was first and ten from, like, the 14-yard line. And it's just things like that. Um, Some numbers for you. Richmond, 30 carries for 162 yards. One carry went for 61 yards. You take that away, 29 carries for 101 yards comes out to, like, Three and a half yards a carry. That's not something I think you're going to get a lot of from Richmond. Passing the ball. Three for 11, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Two of those passes went for 66 yards and two touchdowns. Two picks. Uh, yeah. Uh, they actually ended up with only, uh, well, if it says five penalties for 55 yards, but it seems like it was at the worst points of the game. But that's the sign of a, of a good team when you can play what – I'm going to say is going to be their worst game of the year and still pull out a win. And and let's give credit, too, to Emily City, like you said. Uh, they played hard, and it sounded to me just listening to the highlight. I mean, they, they fall down 21-6. to It be pretty easy to just call it a night there yeah. when, when you got 20 guys. The Wolford interception, it was 21-6, to and they were inside the Emily City red zone. A field goal makes it a three-possession game, and they get a pick and take it to midfield. And, yeah, they, they just didn't quit. If MLA City had half a dozen more guys that they could not even like dudes that are going to be all-conference, just guys you could plug in and they won't hurt you, but they won't help you, and just to give some other kids breaks, they would be a scary team in the BWAC. They just are going to have trouble staying fresh. And that is, has nothing to do with the kids, has nothing to do with the coaches. You just can only wear the tires so thin. And you got him on the board, so I want you to tell me about Wesley Peters. Yeah, he was probably the, uh, one of the bright spots for Richmond. Went, uh, was just 
a maniac, had a few big TFLs. He seemed like he was one of the better defensive players. Again, I didn't get the stats yet, but last week it was Denipol. This week it was Peters. Thought he played really well. All right. Uh, Almont beats Yale 43-7. to uh, seven. That was actually the score at halftime. This is a big bounce back for Almont. Um, and, yeah, uh, that, that's, you know, a, that's a statement win for Almont. Yeah. Even though it is Yale and you go, well, they're supposed to do that. Idiots like me were, were picking Almont to, to maybe stumble a bit. Well, they didn't, they didn't stumble tonight. I, I, still, I don't know the book on Elmont. I right. mean, uh, the, uh, uh, again, they get shut out in week one, but it was at Monroe St. Mary's, who we know is really Against good. That's a team that might be at Ford Field. Yeah, 20, 25 to nothing, and then you come back with a 43-7 win at Yale Park, uh, too, by the way, after Yale had come off a win in week one as well. So momentum wasn't on Elmont's side, but maybe they were – uh, I'll say it. Maybe they were a little pissed off, and they wanted to take it out on somebody. Yeah, that they did. They play MLA City next week. That's going to be, I think, a telling game. Because if they go in and blow the doors off MLA City, then, yeah, Almont might be a top team in the BWAC again, and maybe we haven't given them enough credit. Uh, and Armada gets uh, three more touchdowns from Kyle Conan, the Barbarian, and uh, they shut down Algonac 37 to nothing. And I think that game went exactly as we thought. I think it was 9 nothing at the half. And then they just kept running the ball, and Algonac didn't have the, the strength to keep up with them. Armada's 2-0, and and next week they play North Branch. Where, now, do, where does the Freep rank Armada this week? <laughs> Taking down number, number three, Algonac. Not beating them, shutting them out 37 to nothing. <laughs> Oh, my God, if I see Armada in the rankings. You know what? <laughs> They've at least outscored their opponents like 85 to nothing. And what is it? Because uh, they have 48, uh, 48 and 37. Did I do yeah. quick math right? Yeah, I think you did it right. Yeah, 85. So, yeah, so they've gone eight quarters without giving up a score. Obviously, we'll have more answers about North Branch next week, but that's going to be a big game for them next week. I don't yeah. know. I have to see if it's at North Branch or at Armada. doesn't matter. That'll be very interesting. Again, I haven't seen North Branch. You'll see North Branch uh, on Friday night against Crosslex. But I have seen Armada, and I know how they play. And it's a formula God, that, that can game, get you some success. Armada North Branch might be like 14 to 13, just the way they run their offense. Well, I'll say this. I don't know what the score will be, but they might play that game in about a half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be like, all right, halfway through the third quarter at our games. Meanwhile, kicking off the second half, yeah, like, North Branch and Armada. Like, like halftime might be the longest part of that game. <laughs> It'll be longer than the second quarter. It'll be like, oh, God, we talk about like 1980s Big Ten football. That's going to be like 1920s Big Ten football. The, the, the forward pass is legal, guys. Yeah, the, the story there will be if one of the teams attempts a pass. <laughs> and we say it jokingly, but maybe not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, nice win for Armada. Nice win for Almont. And Emily City's a team that, again, you look at what that program was uh, for a long time, winning one game a year. They, they had a stretch where they went five years and won two games in the 2010s. That's a team that fights. That's a team that plays 
winning football. Now, I know the results aren't what they wanted, but that's a team that has the attitude of winners, and that's nice to see because, yeah, you can't control that you only have 20 kids out. Yeah. Whoever comes out, comes out. But all those kids have bought in, and they attack the, the, the day, and they play football the right way. And at least in the, the, the 48 minutes of football I got to see them, they, they won me over. I don't know how many games they're going to win, but they play hard. And they, if you don't come to play against MLA City, they're going to be a thorn in your side, as Richmond found out. All right, Cross-Lex North Branch is the Friday night matchup and the only other game left in the uh, BWAC uh, yeah. this week. Oh, by the way. Yeah, if you see a mushroom cloud coming from the <laughs> north, that's uh, what it is. Yeah, and, and we've said it before, worth pointing out again, they kind of don't like each other. There's respect, Yeah, but they hate each other. Well, hate's a strong word, but... I think it's an accurate one. But... There's a lot of respect. Yes. A lot of respect. But, yeah, both neither of these teams wants to lose this football Like, game. you know, like, I, I don't mean any disrespect when I say this, but, like, some coaches are more soft-spoken, and they don't need to, like, I, I, how do I want to word this? Like, Coach Perkins, like we mentioned, very soft-spoken. He can kind of sit in the back of a room and just observe. That's not something I think uh, Coach LaCroix or Coach Furman are going to do. They they love to win, and I think they hate to lose more. And it's, like I said, the, that stadium cannot hold those two coaches. And, and I like them both, <laughs> talking to them both, both uh, guys that we both enjoyed having on the show. Yep. And But that's, that is a clash of personalities. It's, that's, oh, I'm just so excited. And I really hope I'm not disappointed. See, this is the thing. When you get excited, I get nervous because usually we don't get what we want. Other than the Marine City Marysville game last year, that was the one time you got oh, what you Oh, by wanted. the way, I got a game that was close besides that one. <laughs> that's my second one-score game I've ever gotten. See, maybe that's – Coach Misko was like, let's give him a touchdown here so Brady can have a close, close I finish. I sold my soul for that <laughs> Marine City Marysville game. And I thought I was like, well, I'm going to do this for as many years as I do it, and that's going to be the only close football game I ever call. <laughs> but, no, thank you, MLA City, for – for giving me a second one, at least you're, you're a little lower on my crap list for <laughs> for not for making my picks impossible. At least for one night, the Brady blowout curse has been uh, lifted. All right, we'll take the break and then we'll uh, go up into the uh, thumb and uh, see what happened on Thursday night oh, here hey, on Get Stuck Cardinal on Sports. Cardinal Mooney with another win. Yeah, we'll talk Mooney about that win. too. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. 
Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our gift. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
All right, Dennis and uh, Brady, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And uh, Marlette had lost six straight to Sandusky, but they aerate them on Thursday, 36-12. to 12, The uh, Raiders That's with a, a win really over the Skins. That's a really nice win for them. That's a really nice win, <clears throat> especially with Ubley on the horizon. That's going to be a tough one. But after that, their next four games are really winnable for Marlette. They could be 4-2, and two, and again, you turn the ball over six times and three of the times it goes to the house and you lose by 16. Yeah, Marlette with a nice win over a team. like I, You gave the numbers last time against Sandusky, their most played opponent. That's only their 25th win against Sandusky in their 71st meeting. Yeah, so uh, it, it, they've been kind of kicked around the last uh, basically decade. Uh, they had only beaten them twice. Um, and, yeah, Sandusky, we think, is a little down after a huge year last year uh, where they were a really strong team and actually won the GTC uh, East regular season uh, title. But uh, they've got a little work to do there. They've only scored uh, 18 points in the first two yeah, games. Yeah, that Novell win looks a little less impressive after tonight. Uh, Memphis beats Brown yeah. City 23-20. to Josh Nim with a game-winning field goal for the Yellow Jackets. And uh, what did you say, eight years since their last league win? 2013 was their last GTC East win. And they were on an 18- or 19-game losing streak, I think, coming into this one. Yeah, in fact, 2013, uh, let me double-check this. Um, I want to get this right. Okay, no, they beat Bentley one time. The only two teams they've beaten since 2013 had been Burton, Bentley, and New Haven. So that's uh, that's got to feel good yes, for Memphis. Yes, and, and, and all, like, kidding aside, it takes one win to start kind of a change of the program. Because you look, in the 2000s, they had a stretch. They made the playoffs six out of seven years. Like, that's all it takes is, hey, you get one win, build some confidence. No, they're not going to run the table and go eight and one. But if they go three and six, that's a step in the right direction. You have to walk before you run, and success breeds success. And beating a GTC East team in Brown City, which, uh, yeah, a longtime rival, obviously hadn't beat them in a while, that's a really nice win for Memphis. If and nothing else, for the kids. Last week, they only lost by a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're, they're playing good football. They take on Vassar uh, next week. I have no idea what Vassar is. Um, but Vassar than KPAC, is it unrealistic to say they could split those two games and be 2-2? Two I don't two? think it's unrealistic that they could win both of those games. Again, I don't know where Vassar's at this year, but past history, Vassar's uh, usually just a, at best a middle-of-the-pack team. Oh, and they, they've won – they won against Lakeville in their opening game. Lakeville's not good. Um, they got ran in their second uh, game against New Lothrop. Who is good. Yeah, they might Usually. be a, l- a little down this year, but down for them 6-3, and 7-2. and two. Yeah, down um, for them is a seven-win season. Uh, but <laughs> Memphis wins because the, the second half of their schedule is brutal. Ugly Marlette, Harbor Beach, Sandusky. Yeah. They can be 2-2 two and two going into that stretch, and then they play Academy for Business and Tech in their final week, and that's a winnable game. 
And again, it just takes a little bit to start to build a program and build a culture. If you're doing things the right way, then success will come. You, you, you don't turn a team that struggles to win a game into a playoff team in a season. It's a process. Yeah. Uh, Harbor Beach was angry, and they took it out on KPAC. 54 to 8 the pirates win that one yeah. uh, after uh, losing in week 1 to a good bad axe yeah who just uh absolutely took it to cast city tonight bad axe might be the best team in the thumb may i'm sure ugly has something to say about oh, that yeah. but jeez bad axe is usually what a 5 6 win 7 on a really good year they've just boat raced the first two opponents but yeah uh harbor beach is uh, was angry, and they let uh, KPEC know about it. And uh, I think Brown City's going to be on the receiving end because Ubley is coming up in two weeks for Harbor Beach. Yeah, and uh, they want to be ready and on all cylinders for uh, that one. Ubley, by the way, will play uh, against uh, Elkton Pigeon Bayport uh, on uh, Friday night. Uh, they were the one team in the GTC East that didn't open league play because they've got the odd number of teams. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, how about Mooney? How about them Cardinals, baby? 31-7 over Lutheran Northwest. I looked it up. Lutheran Northwest won 27 nothing in week one. Mooney won 28 nothing in week one. And it was all Mooney on Thursday, 31-7. And Cardinal Mooney off to a 2-0 and start on the, uh, the season. And uh, you talk about what a couple of wins does for you it kind of, for Mooney it kind of started the end of last season they got a shutout win over KPAC you know and, and then they ran into Parkway Christian and lost in the playoff but it then avenged that in week one of this year yeah that's a weird stat they played Parkway Christian three out of four games <laughs> this stuff before this week but yeah two and oh there's just a feeling of good times down in Cardinal Mooney, and maybe this is just me overanalyzing and much to do about nothing, but Dennis, how much is it when other sports have success just creates a culture of winning at the school and you're just expected to be good at what you do? And again, I know it doesn't translate, but when you win at multiple things and you have high levels of success, how much does that just affect the the psyche that goes, no, we're supposed to win games. Doesn't matter what sport it is. We're Cardinal Mooney, and we're trying to make a name for ourselves. Uh, you know what? I don't. Uh, I don't discredit that theory there because you think about it. Mooney's boys basketball, good, but for a while it was just basketball. Like, but like, I, I. But I'm just saying. And then baseball is exceptional, mm-hmm. exceptionally good. And pretty much the, the Mike Rice small, is just uh, yelling at his whatever he's listening to us on, just saying, shut up, stop well, putting, yeah, I, putting I know. hype on us. It's uh, like it's football season, shut up. I know, but I mean, at a small school like Mooney, the guys playing basketball and the guys playing baseball are basically the guys that are going to be playing football, too. Yeah. And, they're, they're and winning is contagious. And they're going, and they're going to play Liggett. And that's a game that now I'm. They should win. They should be 3-0 and going into the Shrine game. With Shrine lost to Madison, 34-6, to I don't know how good or bad that loss that is. But is it crazy to say Cardinal Mooney, uh, at worst, is a dark horse 
in uh, their Catholic league. Inter- Catholic league intersectional too. Yeah, I still don't know what Shrine is, and I'm sure Everest is solid. Um, but again, uh, I I think the other three teams in their league, Cabrini, mm-hmm. Lakes, and um, Liggett, they can win those games. And you're going to see the Liggett game next week. Yeah, right? I, I I you know like it was it was one of those things like. They played four Saturday games, and I looked at you. I go, should we do four Mooney Saturday games? And then we're like, well, why not? They're playing the games on Saturday. Let's go do the games. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, boy, I'm glad we got four Mooney yeah. Saturday games on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other thing, we talked about it before the season. They have numbers out. That makes a huge difference. They had, what, 30 kids? That's more than some BWAC teams have on their team. That says a lot, and again, success breeds success just having the confidence going into every game going yeah we're gonna win because Dennis you've been around teams that they're like oh well if we play well and they maybe give us a couple breaks we might win instead of going no if we play our game we're winning yeah and I know Folsom loves their coach yeah, I mean, and, and Hazen later, they're, they're running back. We didn't get the, their stats, but I'm sure he, he added um, some yards on the ground. Mooney is a team that they win next week. I mean, their last two games are very winnable in Whitmore Lake and K-Pack. Can they win one of Shrine, Our Lady of the Lakes, who lost again, Everest and Cabrini, to go to 6-3? and three? I'm, I'm kind of looking at it. Going, does Mooney have a shot at seven wins? Yeah. And again, because it's such a crapshoot. Yeah. And it's only level. two games into the season. But. But Parkway Christian's not a bad program. And they beat Lakes last year. Dennis, I'm starting to buy Cardinal Mooney stock in football, <laughs> too. I'm running out of money to buy stocks, and I need to sell something. And the teams I thought I was going to sell came out and kick some ass this week. Buy low and sell high, Brady. Uh, Deckerville won last week, but they didn't get to play. Uh, and I and I think they uh, they stretched out this week, and they beat Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart 50-26 to uh, 26 to officially yeah. go to 2-0, but really that was their first game of the season. Yep, just like Marine City, yay. Deckerville won, <laughs> as expected. But, uh, I mean, given their opponent, Pack was supposed to win. They won 72 to 6. They beat Caseville. Yeah. Wow. They they scored 10 touchdowns, it sounds like. Wow. Because I'm guessing they just went for two every time and got it more than they didn't. And that's how they got to 72. Wow. 72 to 6. That's like. We like were, you, you get a 50 point lead. The clock doesn't stop for anything. Right. Like. Extra touchdown, the clock runs while they kick the extra point. The only thing that stops it, was, what, a timeout? It runs. Yeah, you, you have to call timeout. I think it even runs with an injury when you get to 50. Yeah. 72 to 6. That's Wow. You had to add a couple defensive touchdowns in there. Wow. Uh, and I'm sure special teams, I'm sure there were some kickoffs and yeah. all kinds and, of craziness. And here's a team on the rise. You want to talk about a young uh, young team trying to build a culture. Carsonville Port Sanilac, they didn't win again this week, but they lost to New Haven Merritt 60-42, to and that's a, a game where, you know what, you're playing a team in the division above you, and you're competitive, and your kids are believing that, like, hey, you can show them on film. You just do this, and you just do this. 
There's the swing, and we win the game. Well, a year ago, Merritt wins this game 45 to nothing, 50 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and actually, uh, I, I had told you, I don't know if I said it uh, on the podcast You did, or not, you would have taken. But, but I, I would have taken CPS uh, if the, this game was on the picks. Yeah. Uh, I just really was encouraged by the way that they uh, played the first week. Um, I know that uh, when we had uh, Gallagher on, he spoke highly of CPS, that they had some guys that like could they have play. A, yeah, and they have a young coach. I mean, like my age young. And he seems very into it. And that that's a – that's a again, you got to win games first. But last year when they played, they weren't competitive. Now – they have they're competitive in the games. Yeah, uh, and 102 points. I love eight man football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm sure a lot of you already know this, but if you want to go back and listen to any of our games, we do archive them. You get stuck on sports archive? Just go to the website, scroll down a little bit. There's a blue button. Hit archive. Boom. Like 98 percent of all games we've done, and I think the only ones that aren't on there are football games from last year. Like a couple of them. And a random basketball game where the Wi-Fi decided to completely crap out on me. <laughs> but besides that, we have like 98% of games we've ever done. All right. Uh, the picks. Yeah. Uh, Brady and I are going to tie this week. Yeah. Which will keep Brady in a one-game lead through two weeks. He's excited about I that. I am very excited. Uh, I had him for a moment, I thought. Uh, with the Elmont game, but uh, I went with Lakeshore and St. Clair had a, a big – and I'm not disappointed about that. Yeah, we were both uh, really wrong on our if, wrong if, pick. If there was going to be a game that I was going to blow the pick, I'm glad that St. Clair won by 30 points. Yeah. Um, and I'm also glad that I made up for it with uh, you taking Yale and Elmont uh, getting a big win for me. Well, I just picked the wrong game that was going to be B-Wacky. It was Emily City-Richmond. I thought it was going to be Yale-Elmont. And, and uh, I thought I gave good reasons for that, and then Alma just slapped me across the face <laughs> and said, no, they weren't good reasons. Shut up. We were all wrong on Sandusky Marlette. Yeah, that was a tough one because we didn't know what Nouvelle was, and we're like six turnovers, and they only lost by 16. Like, that tells me they're a good team that just struggled maybe in a new system. So, anyways, Brady and I go 6-2, and two, and we're going to – tie this week because mm. the remaining two games we both took northern we both took cross lex so nothing's going to mm. change there uh lance campbell five and three uh and so no matter what happens in those next two games lance is going to be at least a game behind us so week. i will now be in lone possession of first you, place you, you are have the solo lead of uh, first although i think bill warren will have something to say <laughs> because bill texted me uh on thursday said i want to know the 10 games i want to pick them and at last word he was at least five and one yeah because he uh he picked sandusky didn't he yeah yeah, Sandusky was the only only one uh, that he had wrong. So he might actually be 7-1 and one tonight. Yeah, but he wasn't on the show, so not official. <laughs> doesn't count. He's going to tell you that it's that it counts. Well, I have but someone that sends me anyways. picks too, and hopefully we'll get him on a pick segment. That would <laughs> If we get the person who you know I'm talking about. You need a bleep switch. We can edit it. It's not live. <laughs> but it would be maybe the most entertaining pick segment we ever do. <laughs> Possibly. He 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 wouldn't pull any punches, I know that. Well, I think he'd try to be a little political. He's softened a little bit in his older age. Well, we'll see. We'll work on that because yeah. I wouldn't mind having him on. No. No, I'm thinking maybe week seven. 
he he might. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be a good. Or week, week eight, I think seven. No, or I think eight. it's seven. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll leave that a mystery because I don't want to promise something that's not going to happen. Okay. Well, too, he's got a coach too. So. Yeah. Anyway, anything else for tonight? Um, besides, I, I think that's it. Just want to remind everybody that I'm uh, at uh, the uh, Northern game. Uh, at uh, 6.40 for a 7 o'clock kickoff, Northern against East Point. Uh, and uh, Brady will uh, be at Crosslex to uh, watch that Crosslex mm. North Branch uh, game. And we'll tell you all about that on Monday no. and what we've learned. Tuesday. Tuesday, that's we're right. We're switching it up because we it's had a holiday ga- anyways, right? Yeah. We had games on Thursday and Friday in the bulk around Thursday. So we stuck with Monday, Wednesday, Friday. For next week until the end of football season, we're Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday because it just works the best there. So Monday when there's not a podcast, don't freak out. It will drop Tuesday, and then Thursday we'll have a show to get you ready for Friday's games, and then we'll be doing this show just Friday night instead of Thursday night. Okay. So don't complain because i got to get used to it too. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Good week in the area. Proud of all the teams that put up a really good effort. P.H., Marysville, St. Clair, Marine City, all winners tonight, and uh, mm. that that puts a good bubbly the feeling. The BWAC went 500 this week. <laughs> the BWAC goes 500 every week. Northern's going to make it a clean sweep for us in our big five. Yeah. So it was a good week. Yes. All right. All right. Done? Send it home. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.